Hello everybody, it's Graham Cope with another My Music. I hope you're all well, sitting comfortably wherever you are, or if you're stuck on the M25 in this heat, well, you know, I just hope you've got air conditioning. I'll be speaking to my friend Cleo in a minute, but first, let's just watch this quick little video from Analog Trash. Adler, thanks so much for joining me today. Where are you coming from? I'm from Fulham originally, and I'm living around Peckham these days. Peckham. Oh, very nice indeed. Uh, what's Is it as muggy in Peckham as it is here today? And we've had a sandstorm overnight as well. Did you really? I, uh, yeah. I would say that it seems quite nice today, quite a clear sky over here. Yeah. Uh, although possibly a kind of a tint of orange. So... Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, and we're due another sandstorm tonight. Uh, last wow. night, I completely missed because I was asleep. But given the fact that it's actually uh, forecast for tonight, I might actually stay up and see if I can film some of that because it's quite a quite a weird thing to see, a sandstorm. It might make great, good, great footage for something, like a, a music video or something. Um, yeah. Now, reading your little bio, etc., on your website, um, I'm not saying I don't believe you because I do believe you, but you've got one of those bios where it, it says that, you know, your kind of early, early influence was Ben Folds 5. But I mean, was it was it really Ben Folds yes, 5? Yes, it was. Yeah. it's uh, So my dad had a Ben Folds 5 CD in his car. Yeah. And I remember around five years old hearing, um, I think the song might have been something like landed yeah yeah um and uh yeah i just thought it was a, a absolutely great song um i mean uh he uh did a lot of solo work as well and uh there's a lot of great records that he did with that and i think uh i remember distinctly thinking when i heard that record i wanted to be like ben folds and you know that was kind of uh, really kind of what got me started so wow i'm do you know what i then i'm genuinely impressed because I, at the age of 5 i think i was musically i was into a uh, papa smurf and the smurfs um right i see you yeah do you know what i mean and yeah yeah literally, yeah uh, and maybe you know maybe the, the the soundtrack to peach dragon or something like that but that is a genuinely you know, great uh, songwriter to, to get into at such an early age. What what was it about Ben Folds that, that really struck a chord? I think it was the choice of chords. Mm. And um, I was really digging the slightly jazzier style. Uh, I think that um, 
in the the way that when I when I'm listening to a Ben Folds record, it's almost like I I can imagine him in that time and place in America. Uh, a lot of his lyrics are referencing specifically those places and some situations that he's been in, um, and it's kind of tied up in a, a American humor that uh, I think really yeah it is, uh, I think that he's a very genuine. A, a person and I think that reflects on his music um the kind of the way that he's um yeah uh, I, I I think that there's a lot of elements that uh I really like about Ben Folds um and I think specifically also that he did quite a lot of styles like his earlier style was almost going down uh, a little bit surfer rock and um was then doing uh, i remember he made a record with sarah burrells and that mm -hmm. was great and it's uh, definitely a, a different direction and yeah i think that's something that inspired me a lot as well because i really want to um change really uh where i'm going with my music and it's really an ongoing process and you know my influences change a lot so well, yeah, that, and again, your your bio kind of speaks to that. It, it, a lot of the people that you you've written about on there talk about that they are experimental types of people who who like to kind of change style and experiment with sounds, etc. You mentioned people like the Gorillas, etc., and Damon Albarn's. Just his mind blows me. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I love watching like little videos of Damon talking about how he plays with different instruments, and you know, you 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 seen the video clip of him talking to um, uh, uh, someone about uh, his Marley instruments as well, and they have on one hand they have a drum machine, and the other hand they have some kind of Malaysian instrument. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's like you know. How he puts the two things together and starts going well yeah i can i can hear a bit of that with a bit of that you know yes absolutely uh i i like to uh say to people that i talk to about the music as well that um my process of making songs probably has changed a bit from when i first started and definitely still changing but one of the key things is that um i while I do still uh, sit down on an instrument to write, sometimes what I find is that uh, when I'm doing other things or in other situations, taking an inspiration from something, that I'll have an idea that I then go back to the instrument to write. Uh, because a lot of the time, say, I'll go back and it's in a G sharp major. And I, you know, I wouldn't have thought G sharp major, but then just in my head, that was G sharp major and it kind of just works. And so yeah. um, I suppose that, um, yeah, uh, and I think that um, especially with those Gorillaz records, uh, there's a, yeah, a ton of different inspirations. And uh, yeah, I think it's one of his, uh, the, the things that I like most about him. So, yeah, I get a sense of, and, and please take this the right way, but I get a sense of you being a bit of a Beck as well in terms of like the way that you would handle perhaps att attacking music and production that is that is that yes. okay to say yeah uh i would say um when when i was uh making music uh from kind of my early teens around that time 
Um, I would say that uh, a lot of my influences were very much in the um, hip hop area as well. And I think that uh, that's something that me and Beck uh, are both fans of. And um, there's a, um, so the use of using samples like drum breaks and um, I think with the record that we've done more recently, you know, I'm I'm a, a big fan of that sound and so is the producer that I've been working with, Luke Potashnik. However, he was saying that to use um, live drums would be a, a really great way to go. And uh, so, and so, yeah, uh, I'm really, uh, excited to have done that record with him and he's um, we've kind of done a bit of a hybrid where we've uh, taken live drums but we're processing those drums in a way that emulates some of those influences that we both really yeah, like. So. just makes them that makes them that little bit bigger and you can really hear that there's a real big big kind of beat sound you know it's kind of almost at, at times even sort of like Beastie Boys type you know yes yeah yeah going on there yeah which is which is tremendous. Um, Thanks. He's based in Somerset. Is he right? is. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is where I am now. Oh, fantastic! Yes. Were, were you yeah. in coming to Somerset, which is you know I like to think is a wonderful part of the world? Were you inspired by being in this area as well? Absolutely. And uh, my grandmum actually lives uh, quite close to there, so I have been um a, f a few times uh more to Froome and mm. uh so i mean when we started making the record we we did it across maybe four or five sessions possibly a couple more but um that was uh yeah it was an absolute joy it's a you know small village and um i think that um it you know the time that i wasn't recording was great for me being from London it's you know something that I don't get to see too often and no. yeah it's a uh, so I suppose the um yeah and also um I've been playing with a band for some gigs recently and the um the band hadn't really gone around that area so it was great to you know uh get them down there to yeah. see it as well. So. Oh, well, hopefully we get you down here to somewhere like uh, the Cheese and Grain to play a gig at some point. You know, that would be... Oh, that'd be fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, that would be brilliant. In in terms of... Let's go away slightly from the songwriting. In terms of kind of finding your own voice, um, I think you've got a great voice. You've got quite a distinctive voice. How, how long did it take you to find your voice as a singer? I think that... Um, it took me a lot longer than I think thought it would, to be honest. It's um, really something that um, came through just performing as much as I could. And the more that I perform, the more, the more that really that I can see how it's compared to previous shows that I've done. And I'm, I'm always looking to give the best show that I can. So... I think that, uh, yeah, with my voice, um, it's one thing has really been the confidence on the stage. Mm. I think that... Uh, so, so live works really helped you develop both your, your live voice, but also your, your studio voice as well? Yes, I would so, say so, definitely. And um, the 
the vocals on the record, you know, we, uh, we, I would say that we recorded this record over two halves and the second half was after I uh, spent a bit more time in London. I was making some ends meet and then I had the opportunity, luckily, to travel a tiny bit. And that was a very uh, eye-opening experience for me. So uh, I had that influenced the record a lot as well, my vocal style. Uh, changed a little bit and we actually re-recorded some of those vocal parts oh, once wow. I got back and um, yeah so I'd say that also um, being in a live situation in the room I think uh, having feedback from the audience and uh, especially uh, just you know having that social element in the gigs and stuff I feel like has influenced my approach to giving a performance as well and so i would uh yeah i would like to say that i'm still very much learning and that's an ongoing process so no we never stop learning we never ever mm. stop learning and it, it's interesting you say that the sort of traveling helped develop your vocal style what was that it, it, experiencing different cultures experiencing different sort of musical sounds or was it just yeah exactly yeah and um, having uh, experiences that I might not have in London with people who show me performances or they tell me about like a certain style of music. And, you know, there's, a, I suppose, you know, a lot of factors in my opinion that go into a record. Uh, one of those being the, the, you know, not just the amount of energy, but the type of energy that goes into a record. So, sure. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, especially with some of these uh, different subgenres in uh, places abroad, they'll have, um, you know, a high energy, but with a slightly different spin on it in terms of like what they're talking about in the lyrics, or they'll have like a low energy, but a, a high energy in the, the what they're bringing with the lyrics. So I think that was interesting for me to figure out for the first time that um, really I could uh, subvert a factor of a record, whether it's the volume versus what I'm talking about in the lyrics or um, if, you know, uh, I suppose, you know, uh, in a way referencing that uh, classic happy, sad thing. Uh, I know a lot of... Um, bands were quite interested with that aspect so it's interesting it's the second time today that i've spoken to a musician about that we were doing a, a live on instagram earlier today and uh one of the people on that was um ks was talking about the fact that they'd started recording uh some vocals for something on one session when they were quite melancholy they, they then came back into the studio to to finish off the song but they were in a much happier place and really struggled with it because the mood changed between the two takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's that's great to hear. And yeah, I'm, uh, well, uh, I hope to check out that record. So yeah, but I, I think it does. I think uh, pe people don't understand just especially when you're recording stuff because there's no kind of reaction, you know, from the room per se. Um, it's quite a dead space whatever headspace you're inhabiting really does make an impact upon the, the, the recording that comes out. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think for me, it was uh, great to have someone like Luke because he's, um, he's a musician as well as a 
you know, taking the uh, producer role. And so I think in terms of really trying to just uh, persuade him of my vision, uh, I uh, had a very interesting experience with that um, as is, you know, one, one of these things that um, I'm, you know, very sure sometimes in what I'm doing. And then you know, it's really good for me to have someone to really bounce an idea around with and, you know, uh, yeah. help sometimes, you know, break me out of a, a usual kind of pattern. So did he, did he ever take just to say to you during the recording process, did he ever just take you to one side and say, look, do what, let's just play on guitar or something for 10 minutes or whatever. Did, did he ever take you out of the, out of the process for, for a short while just to get you into yes. a different headspace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was, um, finding you know because he also has some instruments that i was really really uh fascinated by when i first saw them so i was really intrigued to just uh be you know jamming a little bit and he yeah i, th I think that um yeah especially with uh some of the songs that we were starting with um there was a um a case of um we have the idea but then uh how how do we really kind of build this from scratch again and i think that uh sometimes you know uh there might have been a part that i'd played on one instrument and then it turns out that like uh you know we messed around with a different instrument and it really kind of came uh to it. that way so yeah no that's good Outside of the music, producing the music, how do you find the rest of the business of getting that music out to people and, you know, having to do stuff like this and the, the whole social media thing? Do, do you enjoy that or is that is that a challenge to you? I do enjoy it. It's definitely a challenge. And I think that I'm still very much finding my way with that as this is my first published record this year. And um, I hope that I'm doing the right things. I mean, I'm, I'm always more than happy to talk about my music. So it's an absolute pleasure to be on the podcast. And thank you. Thank you again. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, I suppose the yeah, I'd, uh, I think the, the tricky part for me is uh, to be finding a, more performances and to be finding, you know, um, kind of new crowds and, and this kind of thing uh i i am getting better at this so it's uh yeah i think that the um what i'm most excited about is bringing in this music this year and i'm uh really um hoping that it's a, a you know a thing where even if it's you know um not a kind of um instant thing that you know people hear this music and over the you know course of time that you know people will um come on board for the journey that is my music and yeah my plans are definitely there to be making um a, more music and a, a bit of a change of direction and yeah. uh yeah so oh, i think the music's tremendous so is there is there a is there a crowd you'd like to go after? Is there is there anybody on the scene at the moment that would be an ideal headliner for you to support, for example, that you would like to, you know, you feel that there would be a, a, a gelling there? Or, or actually, you would just like to support them because you'd like to learn something? <laughs> That's a very good question. Um, 
I would love to be on the bill of any of the bands that have ever influenced me. I could really imagine myself loving to be on the uh, support act for something like Jungle. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say also possibly something like Foles or, you oh. know, bands like Shame, uh, fantastic bands. And uh, I would say... Yeah, uh, really, um, you know, possibly some some bands like Easy Life I could uh, really uh, enjoy being on the sport for. And yeah, I think uh, in terms of um, kind of areas of, or like crowds that I would like to approach, uh, really, I'm uh, really hoping that the music that I'm making can um bring in uh, someone who's wants to listen to my music really regardless of whatever you know uh, scene that they're into and um yeah I, I i think that uh in a way i'm i i wouldn't want to really pigeonhole my music and well in, i was going to say that's kind of important well. for you because i get i'm gathering that you're the kind of artist who wants to evolve and and change in terms of be fairly genre fluid as as you evolve as well anyway so that you know you don't want to you don't want to be pigeonholed in a i'm in that clique <laughs> yes yeah yeah so i think um not to say that there aren't influences that are strong on records that i make uh I, but at the same time yes i you know i i like to think that what i'm doing is a expression of all of mm. the some of my influences and trying to really create something a bit new with that so yeah uh, you mentioned foals there and i you know know within the last couple of years etc i mean foals last album was certainly a lot more accessible in terms of kind of a more dancey vibe to it etc they 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 gone down the kind of quite the heavy yeah. sound and then they 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 you know made the last album a bit more dancey and almost then expanding on that of late they've done remixes of that with various producers who have kind of created dance remixes of that is is that yeah. something you would like to explore with your music as well a bit more absolutely maybe? i would yeah. i would love to uh you know even right now if anyone wants to remix my song and you and if you're hearing this please go for it and uh would absolutely love to hear it and i think yes uh you the know uh, are available I'm, at a price <laughs> yeah absolutely so yeah I, so in and in terms of dance music i uh, i'm definitely a fan of dance music i know that it's uh, not been a super heavy influence on the records that i've been making uh, at the moment however uh it's it's definitely um things that i've experimented with making music and uh yeah i would really um want to um expand in those areas um in um in in a way and i uh, i've definitely have plans for my next project so i don't want to give too much away uh the um but yeah i mean it's um definitely uh i am a i'm a fan of the foals i think they make some great records and I'm, i've been really interested to see this development and evolution of the music should i say um yeah. and yeah uh, some of the biggest influences for me have had an ongoing 
um, evolution of their music. And uh, I think that really it's a very good thing for someone making music to do because it um, keeps help uh, the passion for the music as well. Um, listening to new music and reinvigorating that way. Um, can you so. can you see yourself becoming a bit, hopefully with with success to, to give you money to do these things, etc. As well, but could could you see yourself becoming a little bit like a, a Damon Auburn? You know, perhaps wanting to combine all of the elements of what you were talking about earlier, the travel, maybe going, you know, like he went to Mali and he kind of discovered these musicians a, a bit like a bit like Paul Simon did ahead of him, you know. Um, but maybe traveling to somewhere, discovering a culture, discovering completely different instrumentation or different ways of playing and kind of trying to bring that back into to Western culture so that we can understand it. Would you would you see yourself being Absolutely. that in the future? Yes, yeah. And uh, I'd like to think that I've already in a small way started that uh, with all of the travel that I've been fortunate enough to be able to do. I've... Uh, heard some amazing music that I might have otherwise never heard. And uh, I think uh, absolutely I would love to go to places like Jamaica, uh, the West Indies, Caribbean, places like this. Uh, they have some fantastic music. And mm. I'm friends with a musician for quite a number of years now who lives in Trinidad and uh, always been fascinated to hear uh, where his, he's coming from, his musical world. Um, and, uh, I think, uh, you know, when you mentioned El uh, Damon Alban specifically, one of the things that I'm very fond of is his production and, uh, I would love to produce for other artists. Um, uh, the plan was to hopefully make a, a name for myself a tiny bit, and then, uh, hopefully that would persuade some artists to let me collaborate on their records and bring what I want to bring to the record. So, oh, well. I hope that that all happens for you, my friend. Thanks you so know? much. I really and appreciate it. Really, and it really should be. Thanks so much for coming along and having a quick chat with me today. I hope this has infused some people to, to find out a bit more about you, find out a bit more about your music. Um, they would be missing out if they didn't. Let me just well, say thanks that. Thanks so much. I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, uh, I would uh, love anyone who hears this to check out my music. It's uh, I've got a EP that uh, I'm actually announcing here for the uh, Out of Anywhere for the first time. My EP drops November the 10th. It's going to be eight songs in total. So all the songs I've recorded this year, plus a, a few extra. So yeah, I'm... Uh, uh, really grateful also for having me on the show. So thanks so much. That's no problem at all. Do you have a name for the EP yet? Did we have? Yes, a, it's, we... Uh, it's called Revealer. Revealer. Well, there you go. There you go. Revealer. And it, it, will that be available on physical format as well as, uh, or just digital? Just digital for now. Hopefully physical at some point. Guys, you can make that happen. Actually, if you want the physical format of it, it's just up to you. It's as simple as that. You know, just. Keep going at Theo and saying, yeah, I want it on physical format. I'll throw some money at you. Um, that's the way that we turn these things from liquid reality into physical reality. If, if you want it, then you have to put some money where your mouth is. All right. Well, I have to so tell much. people that because, you know, at the end of the day, some people think that the black dot in the corner of the room just emits music for, you know, which is made on trees. It's not. Uh, musicians like Theo spend an awful long time making that kind of music.
Um, if you've enjoyed today, uh, please do share with all of your friends because people like Theo, uh, that's how they get known out there. Uh, so do please do that and, and share this around with all of your friends and let, let them know. Um, and thank you so much for coming on and doing this for well, me. Likewise, thanks so much for having me and it's been an absolute pleasure. Until next time, this has been My Music with me, Graham Cove. Do remember to share and subscribe to this and I'll see you soon. Bye for now.